0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Arnott, and I'd like to welcome you to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast, Australia's first barbecue podcast. This is episode five of a series that I like to call Comp Ready, where I interview Australia's best pitmasters, builders, butchers, and suppliers to help you be comp ready. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it around to spread the love. If you're into competition barbecue, you might be interested in my free ebook, 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue. I've drawn on my experience as both competitor and judge to offer you exclusive inside knowledge to help you make the most of your competition experience. Head to smokinghotconfessions.com comp ready to get your copy now. There's also a link in the description. With me for this episode is Rod Duggan from Ministry of Smoke. Ministry of Smoke is a retailer of specialty smoking and firewoods. Rod gathers premium timbers from the granite belt in southeast Queensland, specifically hard and fruitwoods. He sells products to suit everybody, from hot and cold backyard smokers all the way up to commercial catering enterprises. They have all your chip, chunk and log needs sorted. Additionally, Ministry of Smoke also sells the best hardwood lump charcoal in the country, and some claim the world. I personally source all my charcoal and smoking woods through Rod and have found him to have outstanding products and service. Check it out. This is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with barbecue pitmaster Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Thank you for joining me in the confessional today, Rod. The first thing I'd like to ask you is, what was the last thing that you barbecued?
1: Chicken wings last weekend before last. That was the first time in, well, a month or so. Great.
2: Right. What did you do with them?
1: Ate them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a couple. I just, uh, I brined them, just a regular old water, salt, garlic, rosemary, me, whatever I had there, Brined them for six hours, eight hours, whatever it was, and, uh, smoked them on, uh. Apple chips that I had sitting there for about three or four years. Um, the apple, the old apple, still a beautiful flavor.
0: Can't really go wrong with it, can you?
1: No, it was old, it was dry, it was just, yeah, just a beautiful flavor.
0: Lovely, lovely. Low and slow barbecue is still a relatively new thing in Australia, um, but, but you've known about it for a lot longer than most of us. What's your earliest barbecue memory?
1: The earliest on smoke was... A, 1960, and I was out. Looking, I used to look after mobs of bullets before the drovers had come in. I would get them all settled down for six weeks or so, and I'd you know, have 900 big bullets. And uh, in the summer, we used to kill every two days. And I used to keep a piece of uh, chicken wire in my saddle bag, so I, you know, toast up a sandwich now and then if I was out there. One day, I just said to the cook, I said, instead of hanging some uh, cold meat sandwich, I said, just give me a slab of the the rump we killed last night. So I put my quart pot on and boiled the water up and got a bit low on coal, so I threw some twigs on there and put my steak on. Wow. That was it. Every day, I never took another cold meat sandwich with me. If I could, I'd just uh, barbecue a little piece of steak out there every day.
0: That'd just be about as fresh as it gets, wouldn't
1: it? It was. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's it's like to have it's nice to have it aged, but you know, when you've done no refrigeration, you can't do anything about it. And all the meat when we when it was killed we'd eat that night and put big gashes through everything, just pack it in rock salt and then they would go into Hessian bags and we used to hang them up.
2: Huh. Move
1: camp. I'll cook, it, throw them in the trailer, we we'll hang them up the next day, and just see it. It just suck all that moisture out. And after a few weeks, it's just like a piece of board. <laughs> but uh, yeah, throw it in to 20, 20 gallon can and boil it up. It was good. It was good.
0: Interesting, interesting. So the 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 phrase paddock to plate comes to mind. It's quite a quite a buzzword at the moment. You've actually literally lived
2: that whole lifestyle, paddock to plate. Like,
1: well, yeah, when you're in the, on the cattle camps on the. Yeah, you you killed your own meat. And uh, we had to Cook there of course. but uh used to drive the tractor and pull the trailer or then we're in the channel country it was all pack horse. So everything was put on pack horses. It used to get interesting sometimes going through those channels in the bloody winter. You uh, those old bullocks and bulls that never seen a white man and they're not friendly.
2: Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> Okay, so what is it about barbecue that's drawn you to it for so long?
1: Just the just the flavor, just that that extra flavor in a piece of meat, and then uh, I went to I was in the oil went to the oil field. I went to Singapore because all the all, all the boys were good old boys from you know, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Louisiana, and all down south. So started to make barbecues out of casing. Uh, We'd make them on the rig and send them in on the work. But uh, that's how I learned, you know, grill or indirect. We didn't have fireboxes. You know, they'd be two and a half, three foot long, maybe 12 inches diameter. And, uh, yeah, I learned it from them. Indirect or direct. Yeah, that was great times. And uh, I was working with this company and my boss said, he said, oh, you can barbecue you?' right? And I said, i do a little bit. They said, I need you to go up to Brunei. Old oh, Charlie's going to entertain all the uh, shell people and all the people. All the people. About 250 people, I think it was. So I got up there and I said, Charlie, where's the pit? And he said, that's it there. The Texas pit. Yeah. We made out of a full sheet of steel, so it was about six foot long, four by four. Well, I said, Hell. I said, okay. Instead of on a piece of pipe, I've got a big rectangular box to work on. And he said, go down to the markets in the morning and get you get what you want to cook. So I went down the wet markets so and I had big pigs down there. So I just took a full four quarter, two legs. I didn't take the, the neck, I just took full shoulders. But, uh, came back, I was like, okay, lit the fire down one end. I brined them in beer overnight first. I went down to the club and I said, save all your old beer. for falling.
2: They, they had beer in Brunei?
1: Well, we, we were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so. I, soaked them in old stale beer all night.
2: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and
1: uh, I said, okay, how am I going to keep this going? So I cut the, all the skin skin off and left it, just a little flat fat cap on it. And I put that fat side down over my fire because that just kept it going. You know, six hours later, a couple of... Southern Bells come over and they said, Roderick, what are you going to do with that that rind you got there? I said, I don't know. He said, Can we have it? And I said, Yeah, sure. So they took it, took it home, they rolled it out into a flour and made cornbread crackly. And I could still taste that it was the best cornbread I've ever had. Oh, wow. Oh, was it good? Yeah. And uh, I had some fish on there. I just I just foiled those up, though. I didn't put them over the, uh, the coals. I just foiled those up with some bit of salt and pepper and butter, and I don't even think I threw any onion or anything. I just foiled them up like that. And uh, at the end of the night, the big boss himself came over, and he said, right, he said that's the best barbecue we've ever had.
0: Ah, uh-huh, nice.
1: Yeah, it took me 10 hours to do those two shots.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just perfect! Ah, oh, lovely!
1: Not, not pull off, just, just nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, well, uh, he said, "Are you working up here?" I so, said, "No, I'm at a Jakarta office." He said, "Oh, you should be up here." I said, "Well, if you ever need, if, if Charlie ever needs to do another barbecue, I'm sure they'll bring me up for you." I said, "I'm sure they will." He said, "I know they will."
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I did a couple up there for them, and uh, a couple of other areas I had. They went and made the pits and just left them there, and. I'd uh, go up and do my thing and fly back, home.
0: Lovely, sounds yeah. good. So, were you in the in the oil business at the yeah. time?
1: Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I was it was it was very easy to get things made.
0: Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. Well, that's that that's quite the compliment then to have the uh, to have the, the the head of Shell tell you that's the best mm. barbecue they've ever had because I'm assuming they would have been um, they would have been Texans, wouldn't they? They would have no, been.
1: No, no, he was a Dutchman actually. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, they're all Dutch. Ah. Yeah. But they they'd been around. Yeah. Sure. Sandy, yeah, he'd been around with shell all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that you know, they talk about letting your fat drip onto the fire and it didn't affect me any l well I had no I had no wood. I wasn't using Right. Yeah, I didn't didn't know about flavoured wood then. Gotcha. Well I, I did, but not not uh not big pieces. When I did mistake and then I just had little pencil-sized pieces that, mm. that I used.
2: Yep. Yep, right. Uh, All righty. But, but I learned about it while I was up there. I to, uh, ran out to get low on charcoal, so I had uh, ramitan
1: wood I used to throw on, and that, yeah. Yeah, so I've used a few. I've used in the Iran. I'd go up to the, get the uh, the guards. I used to drink their chai, it was tea, it was good tea. For
2: yeah,
1: I used to be wood was hard over to get over there. So I used to, if I can get me some branches, um, uh, yeah. So I used to try it off with some bread for tea tree, but the the tea branches from the tea. Right. Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I, when you said tea tree, there for a second, I meant I, I thought you meant like tea tree like we got in Australia. I was uh, like, "Uh, how does that taste?"
1: <laughs> you
2: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. But,
1: but then I came back home, and uh, I just actually I was going up to Stanthorpe to get some wood for myself and Jr.
2: From JR's
1: Smokehouse. Yep. Yep. And uh, I happened. To just get onto a block and people looking for some, yeah, fruit wood in Brisbane. So, yeah, Mikey from Shanks and Andrew from Mafia and Adrian from uh, Double Barrel and a few of the others.
2: And is that how the Ministry
0: of Smoke sort of was founded and grew?
1: Yeah. Trust, oh, I've got to have a happy name. i on. not that- it happened to be watching TV and it was Ministry of Sound on. Well, I said, There we go, Ministry of Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it <came about>.
2: Nice. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I'd yeah, been out west. All we cooked on out there mainly was Gigi or Mulga. So I knew a good wood when I, yeah, when I came across it. And out of home, we, were, we only had wood stoves. So I, knew, I knew, knew good iron bark, yeah, back then in Twalva, knew what a good iron bark was. So, uh,
2: yeah. it just went
1: on. And then talking to some of the old, one of the wood suppliers, like, I get my iron bark off you know, with him and his dad. They've got, I don't know, 80 odd years experience in the business and they're good to talk to. Them.
2: Excellent. And, uh,
1: yeah, because they were the ones that were telling me about, yeah, on the. I think Zappa's got their question about, yeah, you know, the climate, the soil, how it affects the same species.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Well, the best iron bark's from the trap rock around, around Gore, but the soil is rotten. Won't hold moisture. Uh, rotten climate, cold, dry, so the trees grow slower. But they grow more dense. Okay. Um, I proved it to people. I said, Well, there's two pieces of iron bark the same size, pick them up. And I'll pick mine up and I said, Oh geez, yours is so much heavier and I said, Yeah. Jesus.
2: Right. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. And uh, same with uh you got your she oak. I don't use it, it's got that big sap ring on it. <clears throat> but there's a an oak I get, it's not on the river, it's up on the on the hills and it. Beautiful smell, burns nice and hot. Uh, it's different to the charcoal; uh, totally different. Lovely, yeah,
2: lovely. Well, um, so
0: so far in this series, we've spoken to a, a barbecue official, a butcher, and a, a manufacturer and a competitor. They all have very different roles within the world of competition barbecue. Why did you decide to get into charcoal and wood?
1: Well, the charcoal was just an add-on service uh, with the wood I just didn't want to see people you know using crappy wood actually so uh, I filled my warehouse up I remember Tony, Tony the beard he said what are you going to do with all that wood and I said hey it. sell it and I've still got some there four years on that I use wow uh it's good. It is good. It's all it's all it's all been undercover. So I had that one on one with Tuffy starting their meat stop last year.
0: Oh wow, a one on one.
1: Yeah. Nice. It was great. Because um, he first thing how old are you right? And I said, Oh, seventy two yeah, when did you start the barbecue? And I said, Oh sixty and he said, you've got a head start on us all. So <laughs> I went through a lot with what I've just been saying. And uh, he said, How long have you you would. I said, well, I keep it in a log form. I don't cut it until I until I need it. And he said, "Why?" Well, I said, it just gives an even even seasoning. You know, I said, the, the, the ends might be a bit pithy, but that's okay. But the rest is good. And I said, Pith, pithy wood, that burns, that smokes, still wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, oh, interesting. And he said, what moisture content? And I said, below 10 nine eight whatever and he gave me a big double high five that's <laughs> exactly how i like it and that was yeah, coming from him it was great
2: yeah yeah so like, i
1: did, didn't realize the later on somebody said yeah he carries moisture in his pocket <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: what does he like test each piece oh, of wood yeah. before he throws it in his fire
1: yeah oh wow and uh yeah somebody said one time, Oh you, you used green wood, and I saw it on t v on one of the shows there yeah he used green wood on one uh, one of the comps, but he didn't come anywhere but uh no nah, he was in yeah it was great to talk to him and get that yeah the thumb up on the on the way I like my wood
2: yeah, I don't yeah. think the
0: uh the uh endorsements come much bigger than that
1: no, nah, no, nah, it was great, but well, you know double barrel there. Yeah. They like it.
0: Yeah. Well, they, uh, they they just did incredibly well over in the States
2: themselves. Yeah,
1: so. they okay, they didn't use my wood, but still, they've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was impressed. Even after the first year, before they went down to Port Macquarie, I've, you know, I've said oh, so there's going to be some championship teams out of up here. I mean, the first comp in court, Port Macquarie, Adrian Neal gave me one of on their ribs and it was one of the best ribs I've ever eaten. <laughs> I still taste it. Oh, they, they didn't place, but it all depends on the judges of the day.
2: It does, doesn't it? It's a bit of the luck of the draw.
1: All on the judges. Um, uh, no, nah, it was Yeah, just sharing knowledge with people like that when they were starting off. And, yeah, makes you feel good.
2: Lovely. <laughs> You you touched a
0: little bit before on um on how you like to age your wood. Um what actually makes your, your wood and charcoal unique?
1: Oh the charcoal's yeah, you know, I get that from uh somewhere else. I don't make that. Oh, okay. But it's just it's a gidgey charcoal. Yeah. Which is good. I like the old gidgey. Yeah. Uh I got no, a couple
0: of bags of it downstairs. i I I love it. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. The the Gidgey wood is no good smoking though. Oh, okay. Nah, it, That's interesting. No, nah, it it's, for, it's burns you, you have to burn it if you wanted to start off your fire early and burn it that yeah, gives some good coals but if you throw throw a log on your your coals it won't and you've got your fire damp while well, you're trying to control it, it won't catch and it'll just smolder and it gives a horrible taste
2: horrible oh. Oh. taste
1: yeah yeah I found that out so I've a couple of other people
2: learned that the hard way yeah <laughs> tried it <laughs>
1: And, uh, yes, it's uh, it's not a pleasant smoke.
2: I would not have
0: expected that.
1: No, it was a good burn, though. <laughs> it burns well. Very nice. Right. <clears throat> but the oak is probably the best like that. Okay. Yeah, the oak. Because it's old. It's, like well, I said, it's not like the she oak. It's dense. Um, it'll catch. But it's just the. Smell that smoke. I mean, the first time I gave some was to, uh, <coughs> Smoking Hot Bros. Oh, Dan, with the first, first comment, he said, Holy hell. Well, nice language. Smell oh. that smoke. Ah. Wow. Yeah.
2: I'll bet. I'll bet. And, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when they were doing the big cook-up for the ecker, Josh and his big
1: two-door radar hill, and they had another barbecue pit there. And they had an emergency call, Rod, right, bring us some wood. <coughs> so I put down some iron bark. The other one was just chewing through it. But the big radar hill just put along at 300. was yeah, like cutting wood, especially for Josh for that. He just feeds it in slowly, slowly. And the, the fat that came out was white. He, he, was, he couldn't believe
2: it. it oh, wow. It was
1: like tallow. But the other one, black, black.
2: Yeah, right. And
1: wood they use it? Okay. And, uh, yeah, Dan had a little upright there. And he was having a problem. I like, had a look. And well, first thing you do, clean all the ash up from underneath so you can get some air through, flow through
2: it. Yeah.
1: And then put this iron bark on top. All oh, right. Stick your head over the top and smell that smoke. He said, no, it'll burn your eyes. I said, if it burns your eyes, it'll give you, a, or it tickles your throat, mate, it's green. Mm hmm. I, I he started, he said, stuff. I don't believe it. And I said, yeah. That's seasoned iron bark, sunshine. Well, I can smell, if anybody's burning green iron bark, I can smell it. You can taste it in the food.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, you can taste it. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, the, the soil, the climate, does change
2: the uh, the wood. Fascinating. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with barbecue
0: pitmaster Ben Arnott. Okie dokie, Rod. So, what we're here today to talk about is specifically fuels and fire management. And as you know, this podcast is part of a series called Comp Ready, which is about getting people ready for their first competition. So, we're going to sort of scale it back a little bit and talk about some things that um, some new competitors might need to know. So, can you firstly just run
2: us through what types of fuels can be used in ABA competitions?
1: Charcoal, wood, breakouts. No gas. But they've got the yeah, you know, some of them got pig feeders, which I don't like. That's not barbecue.
2: <laughs> you don't like the uh, you don't like pellet cookers? <laughs> no. Nah. Why not?
1: That? Barbecue. It's nah, It's not barbecue. It's alright for home, but not in a comp. Oh, I got a big I got a double high high fire when I said that to Tuffy as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I said they shouldn't be allowed and he stood up and you know. up. Big high five, double high five, twice. This
0: is spot on. Is that because the computer controllers take the take yeah. the fire management out of it out?
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
2: yeah.
0: Okay. So, how I do don't... you feel about um, the uh, what are they uh, say barbecue guru, for example? Um, not to single any particular one out, but that you can plug into anything like a Weber, like I've got over yeah. there, or a ProQ. It, it, it does much the same thing. I never use them. Okay.
1: Because I'm not smart enough to, <laughs> to technical <laughs> for me. but if you get
2: to know your pet
1: yeah, I can see it in comps. They, you know, they need a few hours sleep, and if it helps them like that, yeah, why not? But I still like the thermometers. Okay, yeah, and you, you know, yeah, protein into the protein and into the
0: the pit there yeah. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not talking about the the uh, the no. electronic thermometer no, I'm, I'm talking about the actual blower units that they mount in the bottom and the the blower unit has a sensor. Yeah I
2: know. Yeah okay. Oh I've yeah. seen them around yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody's it's, got them.
0: Yeah do you feel like they have a place in competition barbecue as well or should they be out the door?
1: Out the door. Okay. <laughs> I know that's gonna get a lot of people all out of But <laughs> <laughs> But like I said, yeah, they need to get some sleep. I yeah, and, I, and I've seen them sleep. I've hit, heard alarms buzz, buzz, buzz. I still won't get out of bed. But, <clears> but then I'm, a am I'm yeah, I'm up at four o'clock every morning. And I, in the field I'd go four or five days and not go to sleep, not go to bed. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, some of these boys get tired in the morning. The best thing is go and have a shower and a change of clothes. Yeah, That's right. What I used to do. <coughs> just on dawn, you'd start to go to sleep. I'd go down, have a shower, change of clothes, good for another 24 hours.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's always one of um, one of my concerns with, with competitions is just making sure people get enough sleep because um, for a lot of us, you know, we're, we're a big, big wide country here and you're sort of looking at an eight-hour drive home afterwards. If you've been awake for 24 hours and then you've got to, you know, load up your car and your trailer and, you know, you're carrying a good ton, maybe ton and a half worth of gear around, you don't want to be nodding uh, off on the on the
2: road,
1: so Yeah, but some here you know, some, some people need some sleep and some don't. You know, I can drive to Sydney, come back and not sleep. But so. Yeah, yeah. Well I think I might be pushing it now. I'm starting to starting to catch up to me. <laughs> starting to catch up.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. My my wife is at the opposite end of that. Um, if, if we just drive down the street to the supermarket, she's asleep by the time we get to the supermarket. So mm-hmm. dr- drives me crazy. We were actually trying to go on holiday somewhere, and I just spend like eight hours just sitting there by myself in the car.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: because I'll get somebody will call up one of the hotels or whatever, one of the clients, and, all right, I forgot to order. Can you bring us some wood? So I'm um, here. I've got to drive out to Stanthorpe, load up, bring it back in one day. Not a problem.
0: Is that is that where your warehouse is? Is in yeah, Stanthorpe? Stanthorpe, yeah, yeah. And is it is it guarded by Dobermans and armed guards? No. And no. no, you don't 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 have any worries with people pinching stuff, no.
1: or? I've got about right now. I've got about uh, twenty ton of pecan sitting outside. A uh, couple of ton of apple that I haven't trimmed off yet. Just do it slowly, slowly.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. So, what um what type of fuel is currently dominating in in ABA comps? Is it? Uh, I, I guess we're basically talking wood or charcoal. So, but it
1: all depends on the pitch. Okay. Yeah. All your offsets, mainly mainly going iron bark now. Yep. And your Weber's and you know, your ceramics and small ones they're still on their charcoal. But I do cut up uh, quite a bit small chunks of iron bark or oak. So some of them, just, just get a little bit of extra heat and smoke when they need it. Okay. Mm.
0: Just sort of throw it in on top of the charcoal yeah. and the Weber or something?
1: Yeah, just gives them that little boost. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Um, so, what would be the easiest type of fuel to manage for new teams?
1: It all depends. If, if they're on a Weber or something like that, the best thing to start off is in briquettes so you learn your management, learn
2: your pit. Uh, and then go to charcoal. Offset, go straight to line bark. You need to learn to control your uh, your fire.
1: So, yeah, I'd just say go straight to iron bark. Put the, just small, no, no big logs, just two inch, three inch if you have to. <clears throat> I've seen people fight it. They throw a big log on there, figure they don't have to you know, come back, you know, every thirty minutes and put some wood on it. And I said, "Yeah, what do you do for the next three hours? We'll try and get our temperature down."
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes it a bit harder later on, doesn't it? So far, you've mentioned briquettes, charcoal, and wood. Uh, which type of fuel is most cost-effective for new teams?
2: Cool.
0: So burn for buck, I guess, is, yeah, a, is, it's is, is what I'm
1: asking. Yeah. Well, for for the uh,
2: offsets anyway, it would be the iron bark. Yeah, a good iron bark. um, Yeah. I mean, a few of them got caught
1: out of Wingham this year. I took wood down. I didn't order wood at 6 o'clock in the morning. Got a big coal snap. I know I was passed out in my swag. Sort of wake me up. And people come, right, you got any wood, got any iron bark. I said, Sunshine, did you order any? Well, no. I said, it's all gone.
2: It was yeah. last night.
1: People that didn't order came in early. Yeah, so I said, go and buy. The, the Shank sisters have got some up there. i will have some extra. You might be able to get some off them.
0: Fifteen bucks a piece.
1: <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to remember, so. but no no the team no, the teams are good they all help each other
2: no, they do they do yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, no, they all help yeah they won't uh, they want to see you stranded
2: no nah. no,
0: i um the very first competition I went in, I went in at the last minute just to help out a mate that was organizing it, and um I had no idea about comp boxes and you know preparing yeah. the the uh yeah, you know, the, the bed of greens and stuff. I didn't know anything about it at all. And I saw all these other teams sitting around chopping up parsley and whatnot. I had no idea what was going on. I walked over to one of them. I said, what's everybody doing? And they explained it to me. And I said, oh, what's that? And so then the guy that was actually sitting there doing it for his team took about 20 minutes out of his day to sit and explain it all to me. And then not only that, but gave me a bag of all his extras so I could have you something, have something to, to, to put in my own boxes. Yeah. And it just just blew me away, you know, like like, what, what other competitive sport do you see where there's that sort of, you know, help, helping out the competition sort of stuff? It just it just doesn't happen.
1: No, it doesn't. No, the barbecue, the teams around here, good. They will help each other out and share information. Have, yeah, their recipes they won't share out too. Well, well no, many, no. but You don't blame them for that. But No. But they'll give you tips. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, now you mentioned briquettes before. So
2: I have to know, as a seller of premium lump charcoal, what's your opinion of briquettes? They're good for starters. Yeah, I'm not going to knock them. They're, they're needed.
1: Uh, some people can't afford to buy charcoal. Mm. I don't even know what a bag of briquettes cost. I, I saw something on the... A v a blocks on what he'd pick up picked up some from Coles or something for two dollars a bag or whatever it was
0: I saw that yeah, he had yeah. like the whole back of his station wagon filled yeah. up with about forty bags of it Why so.
1: no, wouldn't you yeah no, if you yeah you know, if you let them burn down your chimney till they're nice and white and then hit them with some smoking wood, yeah it might override the some of the bad taste you get out of some of the uh the briquettes, mm, but some of them are pretty good, some are good.
2: Yeah, I, I think
0: they have a definite place if you're doing something like um, the snake in the Weber, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, personally, I'd, I prefer to use the, the Gidgey lump charcoal, yeah, but I'd, I'd, I did spend a lot of time on the, on the briquettes before I had even heard about lump charcoal. So
1: Yeah, I got uh, some of them used. They come up and I said, look, when you're, when you're doing your snake, I said, get no ugly chips here. I said, just lace it in. In between every briquette.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh come back there and said, Oh yeah, it works great. Instead of you know putting lumps on top. So you might get a bit more smoke, but it's not gonna
2: hurt. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> but uh yeah, some of the there's a couple of
1: brands of brickheads that are really good. I haven't uh tried them myself, It's just what I've what I've heard, they don't have that like kerosene taste or whatever it is that comes out of it. The-
0: yeah, you got to watch out for the easy light ones. Is it? Um, yeah. the, the, the easy light ones have an accelerant mm-hmm. sort of uh, built into them. Yeah. Um, very convenient to just light and walk away, but I find if you don't like really, really, really let them burn for a really long time and then start cooking, you end up getting that taste yeah. in the food yeah. and you really don't want that. So no, you've, got to,
1: you've got to let the you have to let them go white. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: When it runs out, just put another chimney full on. Mm. Unless you're on the snake, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd be putting them easy lights on the snake though.
0: No, 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 never, no, because you just have that that constant uh, yeah. that constant smell of accelerant. <laughs> so, of the different fuels that that we've talked about, you've mentioned iron bark, oak, all that sort of stuff. Do any of them
2: burn particularly hotter or cleaner than any of the others?
1: Clean is you put that down to seasoning. It's got to be well dry, dry like like my woodchips tip. Um, but that's clean
2: as uh, oak. Oak's hot. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Clean
1: smoke, which is so dry with that oak i've got I can pick up an eighteen inch or two two foot log that's cut and just drop it down a little split
2: wow huh.
1: oh yeah yeah it'll it'll just fly apart that's yeah it's good wood it's not yeah not pithy. it's just dried and they' just, they just start to crack split a little. And just drop them, and i will split them in three or four pieces. Then you take, hit them with a tomahawk or the axe. And, yeah, they split nice.
0: Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. I remember we, I, I grew up on a farm, and um, we had some old ironbark trees and that. And whenever the wind knocked one over, we'd let it sit there for a year or two and then go and chop it up for firewood for the house. But I remember trying to split some of those ones with a, with a block splitter. And some of them, mate, I would hit them with this block splitter, and the block splitter would just
2: bounced off. Green.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, you've got to use a block splitter. Put the wood in the heater.
2: Oh right, huh? Mm.
1: Oh, you'll get where you've got a you've got a, a log and it'll have where there's been a branch on it. because yeah, all that fiber there that'll interwine. Yep. Yeah. That's when you need a hydraulic split, but yeah. You know, even as dry as it is.
2: Yeah, right. You can get around it. Uh But uh, getting now, getting that seasoned wood is a that's
1: a problem right now mm. so yeah, I've had to uh, up the ante to make my, my wood suppliers out there because it's, yeah they somebody else has been they've cut all the easy and all the good woods up in the ridges right yeah, so they've got a lot of and yeah wow, you know, I pay a premium for it though because they know what I want. And, well, I'm not in the firewood business, so. No,
2: no, no. I said,
1: What you going to have to pay for it? And I said, I'll pay for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a f- product to, my, or I can just go down to buy firewood from some of these other boys.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Mm
0: -hmm. exactly. On that topic of of seasoning timber, um, so one thing that I understand is very important for barbecue wood is aging. Now, for me, I I find the trick for me is to allocate the timber to a project, like I'm going to build a new deck or something. Then the timber sits up beside the house for about 18 months, and then I end up burning it in the fire pit. How do you do it?
1: From construction (laughs) timber? No. I don't (laughs) touch that. No, my wood – I'm uh, just
0: playing around, but yeah.
1: No, I – I usually knock out my own trees. I've got a cherry orchard that I'm knocking out. He's not using it, so I just take enough to last me the year. And I'll put some aside, season up for the you – yeah, know, just so I've got that constant supply.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, same with the pecan. I've, I've cut about 40-odd tons this year.
2: So do you just leave it somewhere to weather or do you – take it out and put it in the shed. Oh, Okay.
1: You have with pecan. You have to have it off the ground and covered.
2: Off the ground and covered. All okay.
1: All them, iron bark, not a problem. With all the other woods, yeah, I put them in the shed.
0: Is that because iron barks are hardwood and it doesn't oh, yeah. um, doesn't absorb the moisture out of the ground? No. Nah. Oh, interesting.
1: Oh, it'll do, it'll be a little bit on the down on the oh, sure. side, but yeah, it's not there for ten years. yeah. But even my iron bark, I've got in the shed.
0: Right. Okay, so up off the ground then, and and, uh, and protected in a shed. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so some folks just building off that topic,
2: off that question. Some folks like to forage for their own timber. Um, how do you know when you found a good tree? If it's hollow. Okay. Why's that?
1: Well, you know it's dead, <laughs> <laughs> and it's dried. But normal, yeah. I don't. Uh, I've never had the furries like that. Okay, but you know, If it's if it's
2: fallen off and it's gone, off, if it's hollow, yeah, use it. But if it's got the bark on it, don't. Okay. The bark test.
1: Well, if it's dry, the bark will, the bark should be off it.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It'll just fall off, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, lovely.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I've got. You know, hasn't been barked for, you yeah. yeah, 70 years.
0: Mm. Did you say 70 years? Wow.
1: There's yeah, some of the stuff in there. They stopped ring barking in the 50s with the axe. Yep. And some of this, oh, Ben was telling me he got some there the other day where the whoever was doing the ring barking because it was up the side of the hill and that got a bit, you yeah, know, missed it a little bit. And they said, you can see where it's grown over that. His axe mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, nature will find a way, eh? Yeah.
1: yeah, so it didn't completely kill it. Right. But, uh, yeah, eventually it did.
0: We had goats on our farm when I was growing up, and the bloody goats would ring bark the trees. Oh, yeah. But, They'd chew the bark off in a big yeah. circle all the way around. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: anything. The goats would. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, the goats are good. They clean up the blueberries and I know there's a little lady out there, she's got a truck with goats on it, she rents the goats out for cleaning up. I like that. Yeah.
0: That's a good little business idea. I like that yeah. one.
1: Yeah. So she goes in and drops them there, fences it all off, and lets the goats do their business and gets rid of all the blackberry and all the rubbish. Ah, huh. Yeah.
2: That's tops. Mm.
0: A lot of people are going to be asking um, how to choose the right smoke to pair with
2: different meats or flavours.
1: I use whatever I've got. I like uh, I like the apple and pecan. Uh, I like them all with just what I've got. Okay. Yeah. And it's.
0: Have you got any particular favourite pairings, like apple and pork ribs,
2: or cherry and lamb, or anything like that?
1: I'll oh, yes, use uh, <clears throat> my one is uh, apple and pecan. Cherry, I'll use yeah, fine. If I go up there and I've got some ribs or chicken, I'll use it. But Like, like I said, whatever's there, I'll use. Yeah, each has got a nice
2: smell to the smoke. It's got a nice smell. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I
1: weaned some of the boys off their red gum one day. They were having trouble with their fire. It was cold, a little windy, and... And uh, I said, Yeah, you ever been any fruit wood? Nah, nah. I said, do you want to try something? He said, yeah, oh, well, you put it in. But I did. I put a lot of peach in there because, yeah, two minutes later, everybody, oh, what's that smell? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he was a convert. He won a couple of times using my wood too.
0: <laughs> so uh, I take it that uh, red gum's not, not that good then, is it? Oh or? no,
1: it's there's. There's red gum and there's red gum. Okay. Yeah, it all depends on where it's come from. Mm. Any, anything coastal, I don't touch.
2: Really? What's that?
1: It's grown too fast. It's not dense. <clears throat> but there's, they're trying to find good uh, red gum out there. It's getting hard. There's areas out there, but it's all been like you know, even the lemon gum that the old smokers used used to use. That's don't find a lot of that anymore either. Oh, okay. But there's some woods out there that I know of. I haven't even tried for but I want to try. I'll have to go out west one day and grab a load and bring it back and start something new.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Add to the uh yeah. add, add to the range. Mm.
1: But uh no, plum will yeah, if you don't rip, plum gives a hell of a smoke ring. Cherry does too. Iron bark. The plum really gives that real, death plummy smoke ring. Sort of smoke a ring.
2: deeper red colour, oh, is that yeah, what you're
1: saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cherry gives you a little sweet, So I'm cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lovely. So what do you
0: stand on um, on hickory then? I know I'd, I started out smoking with like a bag of... Uh, bag of hickory chunks from a barbecue retailer store. Where do you send on on hickory?
1: Hickory is is strong. I've got hickory that i came in from the U.S. Oh, wow. Mm. I had to to protect the ends a little bit so it didn't get sprayed and what have you. was a a pain in the butt to clean off. But (coughs) i got people that use it, and I said, look, just start off with half a block. And uh, then if you want a little bit more of it, use your full block, but cut them in half. I said, I wouldn't use more than two. And they've all come back and said, yeah, you're right. But there are people here selling pecan as hickory. Oh, really? Well, it's part of that family. Oh, okay. But the uh, hickory doesn't get nuts on it.
2: Nah, nah, mm-hmm.
0: No. Nah. All right, and what about mesquite is the other popular one that you can find around stores. I, I find it to be too bitter and too strong it's, for me. It's
1: strong. I've got uh, – I bought a suitcase full of mesquite uh, briquettes back with me a few years ago.
2: Uh,
1: I've still got them all except for one bag I've opened and I'll throw – I might throw one or two, one one or two briquettes, three briquettes on a, on a smoke.
2: Okay. Interesting. Um, One
0: question that I've just thought of, I have always been told, you must soak your chunks and chips for like 24 hours before you want to have a smoke. And I just ended up not doing it because
2: I'd always forget and run out of time and just throw them on anyway. And to be honest, I haven't really found a difference. I've got... Few clients that have got the Heart Gas or the Aldi Gas smokers. Mm -hmm.
1: And I tell them, I said, get your, get your, the bigger chips I give you, soak them. And then I give them fines, whether it's, you know, sawdust or whatever. And I said, just mix that in and make like a big hamburger patty. I said, why? I said, well, the steam helps the smoke stick to your meat. For that reason only, not that it's going to slow it down any. Okay. So the, the smoke will stick to your uh, protein.
2: Okay, so if you had a water
0: pan in there, for example, like I've I've got an upright Pro Q, yeah, Pro-Q, yeah. Um, then I wouldn't need to worry about it at all. Then
1: no, well even the the, the uh, gas has got the water pan in there, but it's just that, just that I've had restaurants that have got electric smokers, and I just couldn't get that, I it, just couldn't get that smoke flavour. Uh, I say, get your, get your box, wet half, dry half, stick your probe through it and put it on, let it go. They've come back and I said, great. good we'll smoke flavour.
0: Excellent. This segment is proudly sponsored by Coastline Barbecues and Heating. With stores in Oxenford, Southport and The Tweed, they are the Gold Coast's only Weber specialist. Okay, Rod, we're now in the third segment of our interview and... Unfortunately, the people that have sent me through the questions weren't actually able to join us live today, so I'll read out their questions and um, I'll tell you who's asking the question and then at the end of it, you can tell me uh, who you think has asked the best question and they'll be the winner of our $25 gift voucher from the podcast sponsor, Coastline Barbecues and Heating. All right, Matthew is first off the ranks and he would like to know, are there regional variations in the same species smoke profiles?
1: We've, been, we've already spoke about that.
0: We did sort of cover that a bit, didn't yeah.
1: we? Yeah, we've spoken about that.
0: Yeah, we said that the coastal ones are not so good, but the, the inland ones are better. Yeah, up
1: About in the high country, where it's you know, dry, crappy soil that doesn't hold moisture. I said the best iron bark is from up there. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody tell you that. The oak was the same. It's the same species as the she oak, but it you know, just changes it completely. There's no big sap or Anything with a white sap ring around them, well, touch because it's grown too fast. It's coastal.
0: That's interesting that you say that the soil's got to be low quality because that's kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? We like we're we're sort of raised to 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 know, you know, like you got to get good nutrients in the soil and blah 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 blah. But then for this purpose, the worse the soil, the better the yeah. the better the wood. It's kind of um, yeah, it's very counterintuitive. Sort of building off our question about woods and meats, Aaron would like to ask: Why do some woods lend themselves to one type of meat and not another?
1: I'm not a scientist, Aaron. Read, uh, go back to uh, Amazing Ribs. Read what Meathead said about it. <laughs> 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 that's the, yeah, the Amazing Ribs is a great site.
0: Okay, that's that's AmazingRibs com. Yeah. Just for anyone who's not familiar with it, um, I have heard that there's that a, that there's something to do with the the oils in the timber. That the different timbers have different oils in them, and when they burn, they have slightly different flavour
2: profiles. Well,
1: can, yeah, well, you can smell it when you when you light them. It, it's I put in it, our own preference. Like I, said, I don't, I'll use anything, but as long as it's seasoned, dry. But if you've got
2: oils, you're not going to have much of a. You know, you're not going to be at nine percent or a less moisture content. Interesting. Jared's question, I think, is more for people that are sort of
0: not in your service area. Uh, he wants to know, how hard is it to find a good wood supplier, and to what extent have you gone or do you go to to find it and to keep a constant
2: supply of top-quality smoking wood? I guess what he's asking is a bit of a, you know, give us a day in the life of Rod. There's
1: only a certain time of the year that I'll cut fruit boys. I'm not going to tell everybody what it is. But, <laughs> but uh, I keep it in log form. And I won't. Yeah, it's going to be at least a year old. I've got caught short here. After somebody from Sydney came up and bought just about everything I had. And... Uh, I had some that was, yeah, nine months old. Reluctantly, I bagged it. Right. But usually, no, I keep it.
2: I'll keep, uh well see, I've got uh, plum I've got five ton apple, six or
1: seven ton pecan. I've got... Uh, about forty odd forty fifty ton. Um the reason I've got a lot of and I've got big users that you know commercial.
2: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, like last month I sent them down, yeah, you know, like nine pallets.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> how much uh, how many kilos in a in a pallet?
2: Over half a ton. Wow, that's like nearly five ton of uh yeah. Five tonne of timber, wow. And how long would that last them in a, in a commercial venue?
1: It last them a couple of months.
2: Okay. Interesting. And so you've you said that you go out to, to Stanthorpe to collect
0: your your wood. Um, for people who are not familiar with southeast Queensland, how far is Stanthorpe from, from the Gold Coast?
1: Three-hour drive. Three-hour drive? Three hours, something like that, yeah.
0: Okay. And so do you like just – Basically, pack up your trailer, your chainsaw, and your
1: swag. And- no, no, I've got a warehouse out there, everything's there.
2: Oh, you did say that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But no, and, uh you know, I've got another,
2: you know, people call you and
1: say, oh, okay, I'm going to, one out there, he's got a couple of hundred um, organic apple trees that he wants to knock you out, so he'll, he'll knock them out. <clears throat> I go and dig out myself clean up yeah they're getting they're getting smarter they know well, it'll save them a lot of money if I go in there and dig them out
2: and <laughs> they
1: end up with the roots yeah right um, uh, and they've got to be put in a pile too so it's not yeah it's not cheap but to do it I've got to have the supply
2: mm, right
1: uh, the pecan yeah I've got we call told saying, "Okay, yeah, I've got this, and I've got this. So I've got this old nursery. Before he bought the, the other fellow, put it in the nursery. Oh, there's ten rows of uh, probably about a thousand trees there, and they're close together. Beautiful, nice, and straight and long. And, <laughs> oh, so I've only cut half this year. The rest I'll keep there for, and I'll cut those, yeah, next year or the year after."
2: Yeah, right.
1: So I've got that reserve there.
2: Excellent, excellent. But it
1: cost me, I chipped chipped about 30 tonne of chips for him. Right. I hate to see all those chips go to compost, but
0: yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that you chipped them for like selling for smoking.
1: No, I've got another farm up there. A friend of mine went and pruned it all and he's taking a lot of the good stuff and he wants it all chipped, so I'll get those chips.
2: Yeah
0: right. Yeah, it'd be a, be a damn shame <laughs> to see it all just going to mulch. Uh,
1: yeah. Like 30 ton of, uh. yeah.
0: Uh, Greg's question we've pretty much already covered. He asked, "Where do you stand on soaking chips and chunks before using them to smoke?" We've already talked about that. Yep. Um, one thing that I just thought of now, though, something I've noticed when I was soaking my my chunks is that the water would often go brown. Why is that? What would? Uh, it was still back when I was using uh, hickory and mesquite.
1: Probably the chemicals in it, They put it together with the flavour. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: They 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 put chemicals in the wood.
1: Oh, you, you buy you buy a bag of chips from the uh, some of these stores. Read the read, read the safety label on the bottom.
2: Okay, there's a good tip. I hadn't even thought of that.
1: Yeah, read the safety label. It's all kiln dried. Yep. Then it gets gassed or whatever before it comes into Australia.
0: Ah, so that's the key there. This is offshore wood that's got to be um, debugged and all that sort of stuff to get through our strict quarantine laws. Yeah. Ah. Well, I'm kind of glad I soaked them then and leached
1: all
2: that <laughs> all that nastiness out of them.
1: Well, that's all I can put it down. I've never tried to... Uh, uh,
2: yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I'll do something to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to do a bit more research into that.
1: Yeah, I might forget get something put on the spectrograph.
0: What's that? What's a spectrograph?
1: I'll tell you if there's of-
0: Oh, it's just like a chemical analyzer yeah. type yeah, chemical thing, is it? analyzer, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Brian would like to know, this is an interesting question, is it possible for wood to be
2: too dry and how do you know too dry, it'll just crumble. Well, I see some of the big old iron bark trees were knocked over and, yeah,
1: the limbs and that just disintegrate into chips. Yeah. But it's still it's still wood, it still burns.
0: Right. So you'd you'd still pick up the chips yeah. then and still and well, use them as chips? Or?
1: Kinley. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> but, I, but, yeah, I don't do it now, so. They stay out there. Yeah, I'm not going to crawl up and down mountains or rocky old bloody hills to get that. No,
0: no, 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 (laughs) not at all. Not at all. Better things to do with your time than that. All right, so of those five, I'll just give you a quick recap of who asked what. Uh, Matthew was asking about the regional variations in species. Aaron was asking about uh, different woods for different meats. Jared was asking about... um, you know, the, the day in the life of Rod, so how far you go and uh, what you do to bring us these woods. Um, Greg was asking about soaking and Brian was asking if it's possible for wood to be too dry. Who would you like to give the gift voucher from Coastline Barbecues
1: and Heating to? Well, I probably Aaron because I didn't answer his question.
0: <laughs> 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 Bit of an apology award.
1: Well, yes. Like I said, whatever's there, whatever's there, I'll use
2: Alrighty, fair enough.
1: I've even got macadamia shells there that I'll throw in there now and there. I use them to start my fire with my well, you know, Texas match.
2: Okay,
0: how does that work? Is it, it is it the oils in the shells?
1: No, the shit. These shells I've had there eight years old. No, they just start up and burn. Okay. Yeah, they're not a not a good smoke. No, it's not bad. It's not good. They don't flare up.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I took the wife away for a romantic weekend up into the Sunny Coast hinterlands, staying at a bed and breakfast up there, and they had a fireplace in the little cabin. And in the basket beside the fireplace, he had a bunch of pine cones, and the instructions for lighting the fire was um, throw in some pine cones. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard of this before. Yeah. I threw in the pine cone. Woof, up it went. I couldn't believe it.
1: You don't want to put them in your barbecue, like oh,
0: though. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no.
1: for the fire, yeah, they're great, great for lighting up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really surprised by that. All right, so what I'll do now is I'll throw the mic over to you for a couple of minutes and you can give any, any shout-outs um, to anybody that you'd like to and also uh, tell the people where they can track you down on the internet.
2: No, I'd
1: just like to thank all the boys of the teams and individuals and hotels and Restaurants that have supported me over the last few years. Uh, yeah, I've done right by them and helped them where I could. Yeah, they've all been great.
2: So on Facebook, you
0: are Ministry of Smoke? Yep. Yep. And uh, so that'll be facebook.com slash ministry of smoke. And your website, is that .com or .com.au? au. Okay, so that'd be ministryofsmoke.com.au and on Instagram, you're Minister of Smoke, aren't
1: you? Just like my email address is Minister of Smoke at Gmail.
0: There you go, Minister Smoke at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, that's the best way.
0: So, thank you very much for your time today, Rod. I'm sure everybody's learned a hell of a lot from this uh, from this podcast today, and I look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah, there's more that we could have spoken about, but that'll, we'll save that for another day.
0: Excellent. Sounds
1: good. For the next time around. Thank you very much. Ben, you've done a great job, and uh, I think everybody's appreciated it.
0: Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.